this week on Best Friend Energy. So by the time I get to Nashville, I've just become my own style. And it was pushing the boundaries of what the genre was in country. But because country were my roots, it was my most comfortable home base, I guess you could say. Right. So that's where it started. But the goal was to never be limited to a genre. Hi, I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. And welcome to Best Friend Energy. We're so excited to be here. Today is really exciting. Um, I personally cannot contain my excitement for this episode because it is a dream come true for us. We have, are you ready? I mean, I'm not. Are you? No, I'm going to tell everyone, see if they're ready. Yeah. We are going to talk to five-time Grammy winner. Let's see if people can guess based on the accolades. Okay. Five-time Grammy winner top-selling female country artist of all time. I, I just got chills again. One of the best-selling artists, period, of all time. She has a new documentary out on Netflix called Not Just a Girl. And surprise fact, she has a train named after her. It's maybe a Shania train. It is Miss Shania Twain. It's amazing. I am speechless. I cannot wait. She is an actual legend. We found a lot of legends on our show, on the podcast, just in our lives, lucky to be able to talk to. Shania is, she's really up there. I know. Again, she's a single namer. She is. She's a Shania. But the good thing she kept Twain because she has a train now. She has a train. If she had just got, like Cher doesn't get a Cher train. No. Or a Madonna train. Good thing she kept that. If she wasn't like, okay, guys, I know I'm a one-namer. I know I'm Shania, but I'm going to really respectfully keep Twain in there for all time. People might think about it if they want transportation named after them. Literally, they should think about it because you're giving them two name options. That's right. You You have much more. The Department of Transportation has much more to work with. Much more to work with. Yeah. I don't know that Shearer works for anything. No, but I also don't think anyone's asking. Well, I'm just like thinking about it. Oh, I see. Because Clea could be a one-name. Not that I am a one-namer, but Clea is an is a weird enough name. It's true. It's unique enough. I shouldn't it's say true. weird for the other like three you know, my, out there. My phone used to autocorrect you all the time to clean. To clean. Yeah. I always say, you can't have clean without Clea. <laughs> oh, wow. So I know. I think about that in my head. I've never said that out loud to you, but I wow, think about it. I can't believe I've never even heard this out I, loud. That's because I. it's pretty shameful to say out loud, but I've been thinking it in my head for eight years. Oh, well, maybe, maybe 10, maybe even before I met you. Wait, Clea, I have to really like this. You need to I'm, pull me over. Yeah. No, I need to like go out and have a minute to myself. To <laughs> I think, I think about it a lot. Oh, why have we never discussed this? I don't know. Probably that's embarrassing, embarrassing the voice that you say it in. I know it's, that's how it is in my head. <laughs> that's, you should be embarrassed only by I the am. voice. I am. Oh, a hundred percent. You think I'm not? Wait, say, it, say it again. You can't have <laughs> clean without Clea. You know what? You know what voice it is? What? It's Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> totally. That's I knew it sounded yeah, familiar. It was, it's, it's, my, it's my voice where I say the truth and it's embarrassing. Okay. That's, that's what it is. But the, Simon da, and, da, da, da. <laughs> but the Simon and Garfunkel had a little bit more oomph behind it because it was you're making fun of me. This was Oh, like, you know what it was? Wait, hold on. I can do it. Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> was it that one? Yes. Okay. That's my other embarrassing voice. I have a couple. Well, it's the John voice. <laughs> you know what voice it is? You know what I realized? I was listening to Taylor Swift's album with Stella the other day. And you know the song, um, We Are Never Getting Back Together? Yes, and I she's do. like, oh, he calls me. He's like, oh, I love you. I, want I was like, that's John's voice. I was like, what are you doing, Taylor? That's 100% John's voice. Is he call? Is John your ex? Is he calling you? John oh gets God. so mad. He's like, oh, What's my like voice that? in your head? Mm. I don't know. I'm always talking to you. Your voice isn't even really in my head. <laughs> There's no chance for it to come in. No, the, your, your voice doesn't. It's like in person. <laughs> it's just live. 
I don't even think, I don't think I have an internal voice for you. Is that weird? Yes. I'm trying to think. Maybe what I do. What if I'm in a dream of yours? Or I'm, I'm always with you. So You're just with me. I would wake it. you up. <laughs> no, but really, what is the voice in your head? Um, let me think. Gosh, I don't know. I really, it's like not coming to me. All right. It's not coming naturally. Well, let me know. Well, I'm glad I... it's not semen girl. <laughs> it's, it's not that voice. It's definitely not I'm that not voice. Like, okay, no, you up. But wait, what is what is my mom? What is the voice I give my mom? Oh, I love your mom's voice. Um, oh, it's a little clipped. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. You oh. even set up straighter oh, when you're saying I do. It. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm just going, don't mind me. I'm just going to leave you some notes. Just a slight, just a slight uh, observation. Note. Yeah. Yes, that's my mom's voice. I don't know. I, yeah, I need to work on your voice. I'll let you know. I'll okay, think about it. Tonight. I'm crying again. Um, okay, we'll think about it tonight. Did we go off subject yeah, here? Yeah, here? I think here we are. Oh, yeah. Also, what are, what in are, this episode, we're going to talk about <laughs> bags shaped like bread. <laughs> How compelling. And of course, we take your DMs. Okay. So we're really excited to get going. But first, a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. All right, Joanna, we're going to talk about two things we both love okay. that have been combined. Bags yeah. mm-hmm. and bread. Ooh, which would you like better? Bags. Oh, I would well, take bread. Well, hold on. That's not fair. Which would I take without consequences? Bags. Which would I... Both have consequences. Uh, That's a good point. But in my mind, I have allowed myself bags less bread. I know. I, which not. is, it bums me out. I'm the opposite. I'd rather actually, if I'm being true to myself, I'd rather literally sleep in a loaf of bread for the rest of my life Same, than like a hollowed ever, out sourdough. 100% than yeah. ever, ever have another handbag ever again. Agreed. Which bread? I just don't. Like what's, what's, some, br- what's, some breads are not worth it. Okay. Let's be honest. So my absolute, if I could just go out and just have one piece of bread for the rest of my life, it would be a true French baguette. I want the kind, you know, they have baguette contests every year in no. France. Why, yes, have, for, why are we now just, why aren't we there? Um, I don't know that we're like invited to them. Oh, you but have to be invited. I don't know that there are invites, but there, but I know that there are people who like m- try and master the art of bread making, specifically French baguette making okay. in France. And it's, it's a very simple process. It's flour, salt, yeast, and water, but it's so hard let's go on to a bread get right. Tour. In our sons have years, let's did, go on a bread tour. Oh God, I would love to. Let's do that. But let, let's talk about what we're actually here to talk okay. about. Panera has a new and apparently very popular bag in the shape of a baguette. I mean, hats off to their PR team. Yes, but what do we think? Here's my issue with it. It Fendi? No. Well, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. That is one issue. It's also kind of a chartreuse bag, and that, yeah, I have an issue. How know? do you? Is, is it a chartreuse bag? Yes. You've seen it? Yes. In like real life? No. It sold oh. out. You can't even buy it. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious. So you would you get it if it fit a bagel? Okay. Would you get a bag shaped as a bagel? Yeah. If, you know, it, if it fit my purse bagel. So would you do a bagel in the shape of a bagel? Like bag? A bagel bag? I think so. Okay. I don't think I would have any food shaped bags. I, I wouldn't. I love bread. Bread is my love language, even though I don't eat it. It's not, But it doesn't look like a... I mean, it is, I guess, insanely long. But if you're really carrying the baguette, I appreciate the utility of it. 
So you want like a baguette holder. Yes. Like a baguette shape. Yeah, I don't need to like go out to dinner with it. But is it like a violin case or something? Like you like put it inside and click it close? That's my impression, but again, I... Is it meant for nothing else? That doesn't look like it would carry any sort of bread. Then I don't want it. Not even a slice. I don't need it at all. Maybe a dinner roll. You could probably fit four dinner rolls. I don't need this at all. Okay. I mean, I didn't think I needed it anyway, but you seemed like you really knew about no, it. No, because I really thought it carried an actual baguette. You thought it carried I a baguette. I thought it had a good utility I, to Honestly, it. you talked me into it. I think that makes more sense. <laughs> I know. The bag well, that I just saw looks like just a bag. Apparently, we're, we're creating this. But why is Panera making bags? I don't know, but it's, listen, it's, we're talking about it. But it sold out. Right. We're talking about it. So, you know, shame on us. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to say that's a big no for me. Yeah. If it's shaped like a bagel or it actually carried a real baguette, I'd be in. I don't like it. That's all. Okay. Let's take a little break and then talk to Shania because I know that's what we're really dying to do. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. And we're back. I am going to get this introduction just perfect because we cannot even contain our excitement for our guest today on Best Friend Energy. I can't believe it. We are going to talk to, are you ready, Joanna? No. Five-time Grammy winner, top-selling female country artist of all time, one of the best-selling artists of all time, the one and only... Shania Twain. I, I can't. <laughs> how did you even say her name? I can't believe you're joining us. I'm in awe. I'm Truly. starstruck. Thank you uh, so much for being here. Thank you guys for having me. Okay. All right. So we have so many questions that I know everyone wants us to ask. It's going to be hard to get them all in. That's true. Okay. So, That's true. So we'll just dive in. We'll just dive in. I think that for a lot of us, I, we can honestly say your music has kind of changed our lives. And hearing um, your music through the lens of our life is just completely, yeah. you know, transforming. <laughs> When hearing Man, I Feel Like a Woman or You're Still the One, Let Us All Just Completely Escape, what is your process for writing some of your most iconic songs? Well, I love that you use the word escape because <laughs> songwriting is exactly that for me. I use it as an escapism. I just love to go in my own little world and imagine these fabulous stories and write them into music. So also... I'm writing about my own experiences, of course. Mm -hmm. So I'm venting kind of like a, a diary. Right, right, right. A beautiful do you, do diary. You, do you co-write? Do you write with people or do you like doing it by yourself? I really like to write alone. Um, so what I normally do is I'll write alone. I'll put all kinds of ideas together, write a ton of songs. And then on this current album now, I got together and collaborated once I had, you know, the direction together and what sure. I wanted to say and what I wanted to convey. So, um, and I really enjoy that too. So I enjoy the company of other creatives, but I do love the isolation of writing. It's well, always been so fast. Isn't songwriting so fascinating? Yeah, it is fascinating. And what uh, what would you say? I mean, I don't know if you could even pick, but what was your favorite song to write? Was it one of the earlier songs or is oh, it now later in your career? I know, career? Joanna, that's like a hard one. I know, one. but I mean, she's had so many hits. So does one stand out that you were like, this is it. This is, I just know this is it. Well, I guess if I was picking out of the classics, I would say you're still the one just because it's 
you know, it's taken on so many lives of its own through the lives of others and through the through the love of others. You know, it just kind of lives on and it's just this never ending story with the fans and the listeners. So that's it carries a lot of weight with me when I'm on stage. I just really mm-hmm. want to hear everyone sing it back to me and, you know, right. feel their own story through it. So and it is that's the most amazing part about music and especially the music you've created is that people have their own stories and images and what it conjures up for them whenever they hear your music. It's so iconic and it's so revolutionary, honestly, in so and many ways. memories that connect yeah, to certain I mean, I, songs. I, and- all of this stuff, it just brings back so many memories. It's just wild to just think about what you've created. Well, that's what songs do, yeah. you know? And I think that that's why I'm so interested in the yeah. songwriting process. You know, we obviously live in Nashville. So we're we're in a, a city that's surrounded by music and songwriting and artists. And it's just so fascinating being on the complete outer edge and never being able to write a song in our whole lives. We're like, wow, like, how do yeah. you guys do it? Uh, <laughs> you know, no. it's just so crazy. It's amazing. It's so crazy. So well, we, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun to do. It seems like know? a lot of fun. I, mean, I love it. Joanne and I will never experience that no, fun. But we have we, absolutely zero talent in this Zero, <laughs> zero songwriting talent. But we we love all of you who do. Um, so, okay. So we know songwriting Shania, Grammy-winning Shania, musical icon Shania, fashion Shania. What about at home Shania? What can you tell us about just the way you live and relax in a space? Well, when I'm at home, I am very much a nester. I like to cook and make late night meals. I love a rainy day. You know, I love to, it's a great excuse to make soup. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love, um, being with my animals, my horses, my dogs. Would you say you're a homebody, kind of? When I'm home, I'm a homebody. Yeah. Yes, yes. When I'm home, I'm a homebody. That makes really sense. Am. Yeah. Especially you must have just such a busy life being on tour and everything. When you're home, you probably just want to sit with your dogs. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a genuine homebody when I'm at home. And when I'm with the horses, I'm, I'm like, I'm out in the, at the stables in the morning in my pajamas and my rubber boots, you know, that kind of that. thing. And you don't, you may not want to see my, um, my home body fashion. Let's put it that way. Oh, that's, my, that's funny scare you. because one, one of our questions, you're, you're known uh, for your fashion. We actually, we have some printouts of some of your iconic outfits. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, I know it's not pajamas and rubber boots, but let me just ask you, first of all, this outfit with Harry Styles. And also if you want to see these pictures of Shania's incredible iconic fashion, um, check it out on social. This is who could outsparkle Harry Styles but Shania Twain? Like zero people could be able to do this. Well, this was a this first of all, that was a really fabulous and sparkly, bright, colorful moment for it me. It was anyway, yes. just to be on stage with Harry, right? I know. Tell us about and that. I, had to dress. <laughs> I know. It was it was electric. And so I had to dress for the occasion. You know, I wanted to make sure I captured the moment and felt good. I wanted to wear something that was going to make me happy. So I wore something cheerful, cheerful and chirpy. And uh, I didn't know he was also going to be colorful and sparkly. <laughs> so we looked like we were coordinated, but it's always a safe bet. It was adorable. It was Harry. A really great moment. So the opposite of colorful and sparkly, how do you decide like wearing an outfit like this, which is just Oh, the drama. Oh my I'm gosh. Obsessed. It's I'm amazing. Obsessed. How how do you go about it? Do you have a stylist or do you pick these looks yourself? Well, a lot of things I do pick myself. I'll do a lot of research. I'll give a stylist direction of what I want to achieve, you know, what mood I'm going for and what do I want to accomplish from the look. So there's always an intention there first. 
And then um, a stylist will pull together things that follow that description and we get together and we just start trying stuff on. I like to identify already what I want to look like Uh before someone brings me a million things to choose from. Otherwise, I might as well just go shopping in the store, which, you know, I don't have time to do right now. So um, I just say, you know, bring me like a few looks in this vein and and that's it. And so that's usually what we do. Even like down to your hair and your whole aesthetic. I mean, you always seem like you match your music so well. Like talk about matching your music. I mean, look at this pretty and pink electrifying. It's amazing. So like this moment, I mean, my God. So you're obviously performing. Do you pick things? Do you pick outfits that are going to move with your performance, you know, so that it kind of helps create a full circle moment? Absolutely. So the fabric was really important in this one because it was like I wanted it to bellow Mm -hmm. Uh, and move around and uh, followed me actually, you know, and so the, the way it was cut and everything was all very, very deliberate. Um, so I, I I designed it and then uh, Mark Bauer made it. Amazing. Um, So he did a great job. Yeah. And he designed all of the like embellished stuff. So, and the pink and the orange was just like one of my favorite comments. Classic Shania. (laughs) So what, what about red carpets, which are obviously so different than performing something that's just classic. You look like a princess. You look like princess of Monaco here. How do you decide, you know, that different juxtaposition between stage looks and red carpet looks? Well, sometimes it depends on what, why I'm there. Why, why am I at that red carpet? So it always, for me, starts with the intention. So, I mean, if I'm, if I've got a rock single out, then, you know, pop rock single, then I'm probably going to dress more edgy on the red carpet because I want to be in the spirit of the song. If I'm there to present something, then I kind of feel a little more playful about it because Mm -hmm. I'm not the artist, right, you know, receiving the award. And so I can, you don't have the pressure, right, right, right. sure. Yeah. And I feel more playful in that, in that instance. And when I'm just doing really classic, it's either because I've, I'm, I've got a ballad that's a single or I'm just in the mood to look pretty. You know, I just want to look pretty. Oh, and- I'm, I'm always in the mood to look pretty. It doesn't necessarily, I don't nail it. Uh, but I'm always no, you in the do. mood. You, you, you really do I'm, nail I'm it. Always, I'm always in the mood, you know? I always rather be the most overdressed person in the room than the most underdressed. This is sort of a, a, a left turn, but do you feel like there was a moment where you felt like, I, I actually made this? I just mean, like, was like there- Like a pinch me moment? Yes. Like, was there one, you know, was it the first Grammy? Was it far before that, where you just felt like, this is really happening? I think when uh, Any Man of Mine was released, it was super clear that, uh, you know, the more like hybrid rock, country pop Shania was gonna stick because that was a really big risk it was it was its own in a way it sort of was its own genre and it didn't really fit in you know the country of that time the right country music mm-hmm. of that time. boundaries so, of the country music yeah yeah so it was kind of there were hurdles there were definitely barriers and it was the listeners that were like we love this. You know, we want right. more of this. Right, right, and right. that was when I'm, and that's when I realized, wow, yeah, if it's up to the fans, they want to hear this kind of country. They want to hear Shania's kind of country. I felt that shift. Yeah. And I, I, in your documentary, it was so interesting to, I thought about it when you were talking about, you had such clear goals when you went to, you know, get a new management group and you wanted to expand, like go beyond just country, what, what people knew you as country and be a global superstar. And I, it's amazing to me that you were so focused, being so busy, you were still so able to think forward about where you were headed or what you were, what you were trying to achieve. 
How did you get to that point where you felt like you could reflect and know what you wanted? Well, I was always clear about where I wanted to get with the music. I just didn't know what the route was. I was, you know, I didn't know anything about how the you know recording industry worked. I was brand new to it. I had been working. I mean, I'd been in the music industry all my life, but not in the recording music industry. Mm-hmm. So I was a performer all of my life from, from childhood. And so starting early, writing songs early, I developed my own style. I was really a hybrid of all of the country music, you know, storytelling, songwriting, you know, lyrics that I grew up with as a kid. And then uh, elements of, you know, the top 40 music and the rock music that I was playing in those clubs, you know, for all of my teens. So now all of a sudden that's coming into my vocal style, my writing style. So by the time I get to Nashville, I've just become my own style. And it was pushing the boundaries of what the genre was in country. But because country were my roots. It was my most comfortable home base, I guess you could say. Right. So that's where it started. But the goal was to always, to never be limited to a genre. Mm-hmm. Sure. To one genre. And I feel like you've been that kind of artist. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've really transcended genre, I think, from the very beginning. Yeah. And I'm so glad because, I mean, it took a lot of hard work. It's not like, sure. you know, it, <laughs> of it was, oh, there was a lot way. of extra travel, a lot of extra work. Yeah. In order to get you know, to get that exposure and to get out there in the world, really. Um, But it was all worth it. Do you see artists now that you, you know, I know there are a lot of female, incredible country artists who have had mixes of pop in their music and have gone in and out of different genres. Do you do you relate to anyone in particular? Well, Taylor Swift certainly went yeah. through that, uh, you know, what I would call growing pain because mm-hmm. she had started out, obviously, you know, singing. And the first time I saw her live was uh, at an award show singing a song she'd written for Tim McGraw. And it was, you know, a very clearly country, acoustic, singer-songwriter performance. But there was so much more to her than just one genre. She had all of this other color to her stylistically. And as that started to come to the forefront, she became less and less um, accepted by the country music genre. So she had to make some hard decisions. But so, and and, I mean, I look at uh, Brandi Carlisle, who is a remarkable voice and She has, I would say, her own niche in country music. She's more alternative. Her voice is... Oh, I would say it's out of this world. I'm not sure what genre it is. I totally agree. I've told Clea for years. She's one of my top favorite, favorite, favorite art. Her, the grit and rawness of her voice is unparalleled. It's just so unique. I feel this so deeply about her too. Yeah. And she deserves more credit in the country music genre. Yes, she is for sure. clearly one of the greats. So let's go back to the Netflix documentary for a minute because we we touched on it, but I'm curious how this came about. What what made you decide um, to to create this documentary? Yeah, you know, the documentary was really more of a timing thing. We, we were coming out of COVID and there was so much extra time all of a sudden right. um, to reflect on footage and photos and reflect on my music life, my music career. And uh, there was so much material that I know um, I'd never shared with um, the fans before, especially working at home with my husband because we were all at home, you know, the, sure, we right. were just at home and, and finding projects, things to do. So we both started working on getting the, he started working on organizing the footage and getting it categorized. And it just seemed, it just became clear that it was like, wow, this is time to document my career, not my life as a whole, but my career and then anything personal life associated, but with the career. It it was, uh, and, and you know, I think just over COVID, you reflect a lot. You 
reflect yeah. on your childhood, you reflect on your and and it just became clear that wow, must be time to, you know, reflecting on this for a reason. Let's right, release a story. It, let's document it. Did anything surprise you about the process of doing the documentary that you wouldn't have expected? Well, I thought maybe I would get a little melancholy looking back at everything, or that maybe I would that it would maybe trigger sadness or, or 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 dark emotions and stuff like that. But it really made me very happy. I smiled mm. a lot. I laughed a lot. I, I was laughing at the gaps in my teeth and I was <laughs> laughing at my, you know, my childhood performances and all those things. It was it was a very pleasant reflection. I enjoyed it. Oh, how wonderful. I, I, I chilled. It, it, could, yeah. it could go either way, especially in COVID. I feel like, yeah. you know, you're either <laughs> laughing or weeping. So it, a documentary on my life during COVID would not have worked out quite so well. And you've so. Had, this is another interesting question that I've been thinking about too. You've had so many amazing collaborations and surprising ones. Is there anybody else that you're like, this would be such a fun collaboration to do? Somebody that's either so similar to you or different than you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I would love to collaborate with people that are not in my genre because it's more, it brings me out of my norm but I'm also, you know, a fan of so many other genres and I've done almost every genre under the sun. Um, early, you know, bar days, but yeah, there's a lot of them on the list. I would like to um, do something with Harry Styles. I was just about to say, I think you yeah. have someone. <laughs> yeah, he owes me now. And yeah, he does. He sure does. I think our voices would blend really well together. Mm-hmm. I also love, I don't know, so many voices. I mean, now my voice is so like, it's more rocky. It's more raspy. I could hear myself doing something with like Louis Capaldi. Mm, um, he's like a really heart wrencher singer. Um, I could see myself doing something in soul blues yeah. kind of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could do, you could sure. do anything. I mean, you do transcend every single option, and your voice is so magical. There is nothing you couldn't do. But it's just so interesting to hear who would be in your head. You know, where you could see yourself going. I mean, you could go any oh, any direction you want. You're Shania thing. Twain. But I, I love. I would love a Harry Styles collab for you. I feel like that. I know what fun is that. I mean, you already performed with him at and Coachella. the outfits you have the outfits nailed. So you're, right. you're all set there. Um, Joanna, do you know, Shania and Harry performed at Coachella. Do you know what Coachella is? I know what Coachella is. Okay. I'm a little, I'm a little bit behind what? on like all things pop culture, but I know Coachella. All right. Yeah. I'm just asking yeah. you. One never knows. That's Shania. true. That's fair. Um, we have some more questions for Shania, but first we're going to take a quick break. And we're back with Shania. So tell us a little bit about, we saw on social media um, of photos of your new single, Waking Up Dreaming. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Uh, yes, that's that song is out now. It is, uh, it'll be in the new show on on the tour. I'm putting Hi. that one in there. Yeah. I can't um, wait for the tour. I know, same, same. Because it's so fun and uh, bubbly. It's uplifting. It is in the right spirit of the, of the tour, of the album. Um, I'm a daydreamer and I just wanted to write a song about why stop dreaming? when you wake up, you know, just mm-hmm. keep it going, you know, don't stop at the ceiling kind of thing. So uh, I'm just a, my, I'm a drifter mentally, you know, creatively, I guess I would say. And I just like to let my ideas soar and take me wherever they want to go. And that's what the song is all about. Just celebrating that freedom. Being able to celebrate creativity and obviously you have so much of it is just amazing. What do you feel like is the most challenging thing in your process or for, for I just in general, I mean, as, as a creator, as a songwriter, yeah. as a performer, what, what do you feel like challenges you? Well, the biggest challenge about being a performer is the, uh, discipline because you have to, you know, I have to eat a certain way. I have to do warm ups. I have to, um, you know, focus on sleep. It's like, is a sleep, eat, perform, travel experience <laughs> the Gosh. whole oh. tour. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's so quite hard. isolated. It sounds really hard. I know it, it's hard. 
How do you stay so disciplined? All of those things are so hard independently to be disciplined on. Sleep, like sleep alone. I know, eating, fitness, all Travel. of that stuff. Yeah. How do you stay so disciplined? <sighs> you know what? It's called uh, professional commitment. That's what it is. That's, yeah, I think we I think we missed that along the way, Clea. <laughs> That's what it it's is. It's demanding. It's very demanding. And you just accept it going in, you know that. Um, and then the most fun part for me is creating the show. So creating the experience that everybody sees. And then, of course, putting on the show is sharing all of that creativity. So that's the payoff. Well, and it continues to inspire so many people. I mean, when you look out on these huge crowds that are singing your songs, it just must be, I mean, maybe, do you ever get used to that? Or is that just something that you never kind of, get used to. No, I never get used to that. It, it's not even so much that it's coming back to me, but it's more that it's uh, watching other people take ownership of the meaning of the song to them. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so I'm basically people watching, right? So I, <laughs> and that's what I'm doing from up there. I'm, I'm just having that. this great time people oh. watching oh. and the relationships that they have with each other with each song. So if it's from this moment on, it could be a mother and a, and, and a daughter that you know, from this moment on, that mother's life, uh, that child's life began and it's just this bond they have. Or it could be um, a, a couple that just got married are singing it. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got a different story behind the song that I wrote. So I don't feel that it's mine anymore. And I, and I feel like we're in this big share moment, you know, yeah. and it's really cool. It's a, it's fabulous community spirit. Well, and you, right. I mean, you bring out so much emotion because your music ranges so in so many ways that, I mean, I was in a spin class and they were, your song was playing and it was pumping everyone up. And, you know, it's just, it's so interesting that you can inspire people in so many ways and bring people together in all different ways through your voice and music. It's so fun. And the fact that I've had such a variety of styles influence my my own record making the audiences are super diverse right so right, right. it's it's and it, so this is makes the people watching so fun i know <laughs> I, I love the notion of that i know i i'm like picturing her with binoculars now like yeah <laughs> but i just love it because i just i see every ages i see it could be a family and then it could be a, a couple that are literally in their wedding outfits like their gown and their their tuxedo or it could just be a bunch of guys out to party or a bunch of girls out to party it could be a i mean just anything goes and it's a lot of fun for me to watch that so you're people watching on stage. I'll never, I'll never see you anything else but people watching now. Me too. Now. I'm like, she's actually just a people watcher. I, I love, I love this. Disguise is a brilliant musician. Yeah, we're Joanne and I are going to join you on stage with popcorn. Yeah, it's 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 actually so entertaining. Oh, I'm sure. And, and I love to bring people up on stage so they can see that same right. thing. Because the perspective is incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, okay, so your new album, which is out right now, Queen of Me, you're taking that album on the road. You're starting a whole humongous tour in April. So tell us what, what can we expect well, on the tour? Um, it'll be very colorful. It'll be very graphic driven. It'll be very clean stage. It's going to be quite contemporary. High energy. And it'll be on, it'll be very interactive with the audience. And it's going to well. be a full global tour, right? Yes, we're starting, uh, well, we're starting in North America and UK. And then we will, you know, revisit where we're going next. But um, love I'd love to get around the whole world. So I would love to see you in Switzerland. And I would love to take what is a fun fact, the Shania Twain. A train, train. <laughs> Shania, I meant to say yeah, I know, Twain. I knew you could, I could see it coming out of your mouth. say it. No, no, no. It's Shania train. It sounds wrong. No, I know. No, no. It's fair. It sounds like a Tweety Bird saying train. 
So Twain. how did that even come about? Because that's just yeah. a fun fact. Yeah, that's just my favorite fact. Well, Switzerland is my uh, my steady home. I've lived here for, I guess, almost 30 years now. And it's my home region. So when they created this new technology for the... Because uh, you used to have to take several trains to get to the, the same destination. Um, they created this technology where, the, where one train could now adjust its wheels and go on all of the tracks all the way to the end of the destination. So I thought, wow, this is the coolest. It's like celebrating you know, this incredible technology, brilliant invention, and I wanted to be part of it. So now I've got a Shania train. <laughs> it's Shania, amazing. Is it hard for you to say too? Because I'm like, <laughs> my mouth wants to say twain. I didn't stop and hesitate. Yeah. yeah. My mouth does not want to say train, only twain. Well, and yes, it, it is. <laughs> we'll have to go to Switzerland and take the I'm going to say it. Shania Brain. Yes. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Switzerland is on my bucket list. Anyway, my mother went um, to school in Switzerland for a long time of her life. So I've always wanted uh-huh. to go and I've never been. I know. It looks like the most fabulously beautiful place in the planet. It's very picturesque. Yeah, yeah it, it looks, seems it fabulous. is what it looks like in photos. Yeah. That's kind of what I've imagined. We have, I have really good friends who moved there too. So I have, a, I have a reason. I have the Shania train. I have my good friends, the Roostallers. I can stop by and see your horses. <laughs> I'll wear matching rubber boots. I feel like there's a lot for me in Switzerland. I will get you a pair of matching rubber yeah, boots. I will like sure. a pair of matching yeah, rubber we'll, yeah. we'll come. Okay, you just got to give me your sizes okay. and I'm on we'll it. We'll do perfect. that. We'll organize okay. your, your mudroom in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, sure. Perfect. So we normally end um, every interview at the last five minutes to do five minutes for hugs, which is basically our way of giving everyone virtual hugs and getting everyone to know every, you uh, guys a little bit better. So Joanna, right, why don't you start? It. Here we go, Shania. Rhinestones or sequins? Rhinestone. Okay. All right. As, I, yeah. I, I like that. I like that too. I feel like that's right. What is your go-to karaoke song? My go-to is um, Piano Man. Oh, oh great I one. love that. Billy Wait, Joel. I, can one. you like record that somewhere so I can get listen to you singing that? I, like, <laughs> I need that on like YouTube tomorrow. That's wow. a really good one. All right. Okay. Wh- what are you watching yeah. right now? I, I always like to, these personal recommendations yeah, for myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What are you watching? Like as in series, I mean, I just watched a really fun movie. I loved it. I laughed. Um, I haven't seen Ashton Kutcher in a while ah, in a movie for some reason, and I your love place him. or mine. Yes, yes, yes. Did you like yes. It? I, loved it. I know she's. I just... thought it was so cute. Oh, yes, like they were just the cutest. They cutest. are the cutest. And Ashton had rainbow bookshelves in it. He's very organized, so he gets the home edit stamp of approval. That's for sure. All right, next one. Chocolate or vanilla? I feel like in Switzerland would have to be chocolate. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Chocolate. That's fair. Oh, not a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah, a question. Yeah. I agree. Um, so <laughs> what's on your nightstand? Uh, I keep water. Okay, that's fair. Boring. That's fair. <laughs> it's always earplugs, water, and just a hair tie. Scrunchy. Yeah, smart. Yeah, that's smart. Okay, so I want everyone to make sure to go to ShaniaTwain.com to find out where to get tickets, where to find you, because, I mean, this is going to be really exciting. Joanna and I are 1,000% going to go yeah, in and, Switzerland, and watch actually. you. She's not playing in Switzerland No, yet. I know, but we're going to make her We're going to go in yeah. Switzerland for sure. Yeah. But I think the UK tour. I'm here. I think those dates are good for us. I am Whoa, very excited. They're going to rock. Although we may, we might hit up a, a North America stop as well. Perhaps. Any any excuse to see you, we will take. Then we can get hugs for real. We'll oh, get hugs for that. real. We'll do five minutes in real life hugs, which would be really great. <laughs> five minute group hug. Exactly. Always. Exactly. Well, we are so grateful for yeah. you coming on Best thank Friend you Energy. So much for doing thank this. Thank you. It's you've made our dreams come true. We really have. Well, thank thank you, and I love your energy, guys. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. I guess there. Yeah. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what the yeah. time is. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so, so much for doing this. We really, really appreciate it. 
Thank you. Okay. Bye, Bye Shania. Let's do a little um, reading of our DMs, shall we? Yeah. All right, Melissa. I think it's time, ladies. We've heard so much about Roberta. Oh, yes, you have. But when is she going to come Mm. on the podcast? What do you think? Clea's mom, we need your fact-checking. Yikes, I'm afraid of her (laughs) fact-checking. I'm not. We should have both of our moms on the show. Wouldn't that be so fun? What I I don't think we've said this on the show yet, but so our moms, Roberta and Sari, Joanna's mom, have become really good friends, and they tried to gaslight us into thinking they were better friends than we are. Yeah, your mom literally told us that that she was like, it's cute that you guys think you're friends. No, she she goes, I mean, I know that you and Joanna are like friends and all. <laughs> she used the John voice. She was like, I know you guys are like close. No, she would absolutely reject no. any use of the John no. voice. She does not have that no, voice. No, she does not. She's not, her lips don't even make that. Her lips don't make that noise. But she did try and suggest that somehow Joanna and I were only like friends in the making. Like we were just like brief Like casual friends. Yeah. And that somehow... My mom and Sari have like really uncovered <laughs> what a deep friendship is. And I do believe that they're really close. Oh, they it's are. very cute. They have they have phone dates every oh, week. Oh, I know. I find out things about you through my mother. Same. Which I'm like, how do I not know anything? Same. And she's like, Sari told me. I think some of it is speculative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't I didn't hear that firsthand as fact. No. And so I think that it's I think it's speculation. Well, and also we part. need a mom's trip. Because I mean, how much fun? So much fun, but I think we need our a separate cabin. All right. Well, like, because you mean they can have their own? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not like mother daughter. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> no 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 no. All right. Next DM is from Mary Kate. I absolutely love the pod and getting to hear stories about your friendship. I have a question for Joanna. Mm. Clea gives you a lot. Oh, that is uh, capitalized <laughs> and in quotes. A lot of homework, Joanna. If you had to assign something to her as homework, that would be me. What would it be? Ooh, gosh can't just like come up with that on the spot. I could. Oh. No, I mean, for me, from you. I would say exercise. Oh, I was oh. gonna say Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> exercise? I don't know, I thought this was serious. Like, I, it is serious, oh. but I thought that you were gonna be like, oh. I'm not gonna watch oh. Murders in the Building until you watch every <laughs> oh. season 12 well, of Seinfeld. I'm so glad you put that into my head because that is such a fair. That's what you would do. Yes. Right. Well, I you did. You now watch House Hunters, which has been my So I've always watched House Hunters, yeah, but, but not, now it's become a nighttime. But now ritual. you understand. Here's what I don't understand though. Okay. You have always said that you put it on like to fall asleep. Well, it's just yeah, it's an end of the day. Nope. It's a high stakes, high octave uh television watching for me. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Stella and I can't shut up the entire time. We are talking over the whole the whole show. But you uh, but you Get how I can watch it every single night. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You can watch it every right. night. I, I feel like this is a new piece of our friendship, though, that you can really, because I think you were like, oh my God, how can she watch this every single well, night? Well, no, I never felt like oh, that. I just, number one, felt like it's still not what I would watch if I was alone okay. or with like just John. Like, yeah. I feel like we would find, but it's really fun family viewing. It's like a participatory game. That's <laughs> <laughs> best. And we all always guess wrong. I love it. On the house. But again, I don't know how you could fall asleep to that. I could never fall asleep until I knew what house they were yeah. playing. Well, then sometimes I have it, like I click it and then I start it again the next day. Oh. I fall asleep. Wow. Yeah. So it's even more high stakes than my high stakes. <laughs> I sleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. That is it for this episode. We are back on Tuesday and we'll be back Thursday with Best Friend Energy Unpacked. Also, make sure to get in touch with us about your projects, your dilemmas, your questions. Uh, Visit us at bestfriendenergypod.com and let us know what you're thinking. Bye, guys. Bye. 
thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our senior producer is Danielle Jones-Wesley. Our associate producer is Cami York. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at The Home Edit and Hello Sunshine are Lauren Lagarde, Hillary Franchi, and, and us. A special thank you to Alex Zonneveld. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training. But from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.